0: to the conform to christ podcast where we seek to engage the mind affect the heart and call people to follow christ my name is george mace here with jay jones and we have a special guest how you doing you want to introduce yourself yeah i'm uh (laughs) caleb watts (laughs) we've got caleb watts here he is joining us today for a special free-for-all friday Make sure you speak into that microphone, Caleb. Don't yeah. be shy. Excited. Don't be shy. He's got the first episode podcast shyness. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Just get right up the It'll on take you about microphone. 15 minutes you'll be right.
1: Yeah.
2: Get
0: comfortable. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, Caleb is here today to uh, talk about his testimony, how he came to faith in Christ. I'm excited to talk to him about that. But Jay, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah. Doing all right? Uh-huh. We don't uh, we don't do podcasts during the summer, and I feel like I don't get to talk to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we only talk when we're in the same room doing the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I found something for you, Jay. I was like, this is right up. Jay's. I knew you wouldn't let me down. This is right up Jay's alley. I knew you wouldn't let me down. Yeah, well, I know you like AI. Yeah, you're really interested in AI, uh-huh. and uh, I came across something that was uh, produced by artificial intelligence. Okay, I know this. it's gonna—it's
1: either gonna be awesome or it's gonna be super weird, <laughs> like that commercial. Remember that,
0: that commercial AI made
1: the beer one? Yeah. Whoa.
0: Um, I I ran across the first artificially intel uh, artificial intelligence uh, translated Bible. They trans they they plugged in they plugged in information to AI uh-huh. and it spit out the first uh, AI Bible. What were its sources? King James. Okay. Um, they gave it some parameters, and then they uh, they say they let it translate into modern English. They let it. They let it translate it. Um, no, let's let's go to the... Sc- <laughs> Let's go to the it's screen.
2: zeros and ones.
0: Welcome to piratesbible.com, Jay. What? <laughs> Why? It's the uh, King James Bible translated into pirate talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? Why?
0: I really wanted to buy one, but it's it's 27 bucks and I was like, eh, nah, That's that's a little that's a little pricey." Yeah, just to uh, look at uh, Pirate Bible. Well, I was looking, they have an about the project, and uh, <laughs> for those wondering what this project is or why it exists, were you wondering that, Jay? Yes, yeah. I'm wondering why it exists. <clears throat> uh, they tra- it's a translation of the King James Version of the Bible into pirate vernacular. Uh, the entire Bible was translated, Old, Old and New Testament. Uh, it was completed entirely using artificial intelligence and a fine-tuned algorithm. Huh. I, don't, I don't know. Um, we worked hard to find a formula that produced true pirate-like speech <laughs> yes. while still preserving <laughs> the meaning of the original text. <laughs> Why? In order to achieve that goal, we at times needed to adjust our algorithm and rerun verses through the translator. But at no time did we interpolate our own words into the, uh, into the result or remove things we deemed unnecessary. Uh, While this certainly produced errors of its own, it was not affected by the biases of a small group of men or women, and allows us to say that this is the first translation of the Bible done 100% by artificial intelligence. Crazy. Would you like to? uh, Would you like to see?
1: But why did they do it? They never said why.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, They wanted to make the first 100%. Artificial intelligence Bible and I, I what guess era? They, I what guess era they, pirate? I guess they were just like
1: what era pirate are we talking? Are we talking Caribbean pirates? Are we talking Somali pirates? These watch things watch matter, Captain. You know, you know, uh, Jack Sparrow last night yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: asking the uh, you're asking the the <clears throat> the important questions. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh, no, well, here here's uh, they've got a Facebook page. The Pirate Bible. You can go to the Pirate Bible on Facebook and you can come across uh, some of the translations. R. <laughs> I'll give praise to ye, O Lord. Amongst the salty sea dogs, I'll belt your praises out among the nations for all to hear. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was uh, Psalm 108, verse 3. You got a pretty good pirate. Uh, pirate Thanks. Voice. I really, you, you know, worked on that. I I stand in front of the mirror in the mornings and yeah. <laughs> I uh, practice my pirate.
1: Yeah, my pirate you knew the podcast was coming. You had to get it down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I I should be surprised, but I'm just not surprised anymore. You know what I mean? It's like it's gotten so bizarre and strange in the evangelical world when people they like ask you, "What do you do for a living?" You want to go. If I tell you you <laughs> promise to keep it as it was before I told you
0: right this won't change the relationship any <laughs> yeah yeah because like
1: I mean what are what, the evangelical world today you got uh, you got straight up fraudsters people wanting to do pirate bibles uh. <laughs> you got uh, money hungry people and then you've got people spitting on people i mean we got to have to come up with a new word, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, as I was as I was thinking about this today, I, I remembered that I came across these statistics from evangelicalbible.com. Mm. Um, and these are these statistics are from Wycliffe. Um, so you can put that up on the screen. Um, 717 languages have a complete Bible in their language. 1582 languages have a complete New Testament. Six thousand six hundred and sixty-one languages do not have a full Bible. Mm. One one point five one billion people. Uh, one thousand one hundred ninety-six languages have some portion of the Bible, and there are seven thousand seven hundred and thirty-eight total languages in the world. Ah, um, and so what's needed is now. The pirate now Bible. Now, now, what's needed is the pirate Bible. <laughs> That's right. But uh, the- I, th- I think I uh, think first first thing as I look at this it reminds me of how thankful we should be that we have I mean how many English translations do we have a lot a lot yeah, yeah. Um, we should be really thankful and that that also gives us a big responsibility are you reading your Bible I and mean, there are there are people one and a half billion people that don't have the Bible at all in their language right and we've got tons of Bibles are we are we reading it? Are we studying it? But the second thing, and and this is maybe something I don't know if you if you've thought about this, you know, with with AI being able to um, just scour mm-hmm. all these resources, I, I wonder if they'll be able to incorporate that into translating the Bible into some of these languages that mm-hmm. don't have it. I would think so. I mean, I would, I would, think, I would think that it it would make the process quicker. Easier.
1: It should make it, it a lot faster. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, so,
1: it's you can use AI could be used for evil or for good it's just a tool you know what i mean
0: or for the pirate bible or for
1: the pirate bible yeah <laughs> so is, that,
0: is that yeah is that chaotic neutral if only they <clears> had
1: <throat> it back in the day you know when they were actual pirates they could have just i know evangelized they, i know they could have the a pirate bible the yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah well I, I thought i came across that as soon as i see anything that's that's that's, that. AI, that's ai related i'm like that's interesting. Jay. Jay will be interested in this. That is interesting, even if it's the most ridiculous thing that you can come across.
1: Did you hear about the uh, the fighter the fighter jet? And he had like a couple of uh, well, it wasn't real. They're testing it, like wingmen. They want the wingman to, to be like two wingman per pilot, right? That's the future of fighter pilots. Hmm. But the AI was like got mad when they wouldn't let it execute a mission to like destroy a target. And then, so then it turned on the pilot.
0: What do you mean it turned on the pilot? To shoot the pilot
1: down. <laughs> it's master. Because it was interfering with its, like, core task. Mm. So they had to rework the formula. Then, after they did that, uh, it figured it out. And it set to attack the, like, tower that was transmitting all of their signals. <laughs> um, things could go pretty bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, we you know, are we are really close to Skynet. I know,
1: for real. Like yeah, they're gonna need to put in Will these Smichers. parameters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw you see Elon Musk right. talk about it. He says, you know, all regulations always get put put in place like after an accident happens. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, we built a bridge and it collapsed because mm-hmm. we built it wrong. New regulations, elevators, right. whatever, right? It usually mm-hmm. takes some small catastrophe. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you wait on AI till after. It, it, to put in regulations it'll be too late de- detonates a nuke or something it's gonna be over <laughs> yeah it will have total control right yeah we're just we're just right there mm-hmm. on the verge of I guess returning to the stone ages I guess so <clears throat> to blast off an EMP around the world and reset everything mm. it'll be the steampunk era
0: and then you'll be thankful that you have a yeah. copy of yeah. the pirate's bible exactly, because right. we're all gonna <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> we can we can all return to the high seas yeah yes that's right yeah.
0: All right, well, we want to get into uh, our conversation today. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, Caleb, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, Who are you? <laughs> I, uh, I'm i a male uh, in this day and age,
2: just so you know. No, I'm uh, Caleb. I'm 22 years old. I grew up here in Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, uh, went to, grew up in a Baptist church uh, here in town, uh, what kind? Uh Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist, I believe, yeah. yeah. First Baptist. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, the news about Southern Baptists. Um, but it's it was very just uh, Where did you always go to church from the time you were little or every Sunday? Um, for the most part, uh at least. It was a very uh religious thing we did. Um, you could say like a moral ob- obligation to go, uh Sundays and then uh, Wednesday nights, you know, hang out with people, kind of just were you a wannas do a wannas?
1: what's that? It's like a Maybe. is that, is that new, too new for his age? That might be I, I'm not sure it's like a Wednesday started. night program. oh yeah, for kids over yeah. there oh yeah, okay. That's,
2: but it wasn't called that it was called wow okay. <laughs> it was called Wow back then yeah um ever since we were I mean me and my brother since we were little, we were going okay. there um and then into high school, but then I'd stopped going about like fourteen years old.
1: You didn't uh, go at all. Did you go to False no. Creek? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, tons. Okay. Tons. False How many Creek. times did you get saved there?
2: I never at False Creek. I, I knew did. there was something wrong. I was just, you know, you see everybody. It's very emotional for sure. I yeah. mean, I'm there and I'm like, you know, everybody's raising their hands. And I'm like, something wrong with me? I'm not raising my hands. Like, what's going on with me? Am I just not feeling something that I need to feel? Yeah. Um, things like that. But, no, I never got saved, quote, unquote, at False Creek. Yeah. 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 But when I was nine at that church, um, that's when I had professed faith in Christ what. Well, okay. I had got baptized, and I said a prayer.
1: Like, a is this during a VBS thing? Um, no, I just remember,
2: what I remember about it, it was, I, I wanted to get baptized. I think that's really what it was. Uh, I wanted to get baptized um, because everybody else was doing it, you know. Um, so I said a prayer one day, you know, the, one of the deacons or somebody led me in a prayer there. Um, yeah. And that's what I did.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So what
0: what happened after that? You you, quote unquote, got saved. Yeah. Got baptized. Yeah. When you were nine. Yeah. Anything change in your (laughs) life? It was just nothing at all. Same. Okay.
2: If anything, things got worse. Okay. From really when I was like fourteen, that's when you know I I left really kind of on my own at that time. Um, What do you mean? My parents were very like. You need to go to church and you need to go to church, you know, uh-huh. like Wednesdays from there but Wednesdays I mean, I really wasn't being able to see it at the time with the eyes uh, that I have now uh, through a biblical lens, but um, It was just hangout groups and I had this best friend at the time named Kaden um, and me and him We would we would leave like on our own. We would just leave uh, We would get dropped off there. We'd leave and we start doing drugs. You know um, that's when I got really heavily involved with drugs and alcohol Um,
1: at 14 yeah
2: yeah I was just that's and it was uh so would you
1: sneak off and then come back to get picked up
2: yeah we'd sneak off we'd walk you know miles down the road um we'd go smoke or drink um and then we'd come back you know and get picked up we would just try to hide you know what we were doing of Mm. course but uh yeah that's really what it was for about and then eventually I mean I didn't go anymore at all because I mean, it got to the point where I was getting caught by my parents about the things that I was doing, and it was just not enforced anymore mm-hmm. you know, um, to go Wednesday nights or to go on Sundays. And so it was like, all right, well, this is where you're at. Um, but yeah, that's about how it was until um, until I got saved, you know. And then I really saved. and I was like, all right,
1: I want to go now. Uh, okay. But so, how did that progress? So um, you're 14. You start getting into this lifestyle. Yeah. Um, what happened next? Like during your high school years?
2: So, throughout high school, um, I was getting in trouble uh, with the law. Um, getting, not the technical term is not arrested, but um, Why not? getting because uh, it's something having to do with, I wasn't booked. You know, I wasn't booked in, or I wasn't um, like I didn't go to JDC or anything like that. Um, there's there's technical reasons why I don't have to say I was arrested quote unquote but I was by all means put in handcuffs charged, you know went to court and things like that Um, so things like that had happened uh, a couple times with Caden and so me and Caden great you know I mean I love him to death still you know he's like a brother to me Um, we hung out every day Um, we started really getting involved with Um, heavy drugs at 14 as well like uh, psychedelics so we started going into acid and shrooms um, and we wanted to experience just what that was about Uh, but for me it was really just I wanted to get high every day like every single day on the way to school I'm getting high Um, during lunch I'm either getting drunk or getting high Um, and then after school um, I was wrestling for I mean 13 years up until about my sophomore year Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, it was really nice to be able to just talk to some of those guys I used to wrestle with. Uh, they said, um, "I was like, hey, what was it that caused y'all to like just cut me off?" And because and, the wrestling team and me separated, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, "Really, man, it was the drugs." And I was like, "Oh no, yeah, that makes sense. That makes right, total sense." Yeah. You know, I'm like, I-, "I get it now." You know, they're like
1: dedicated to being in shape and to their craft. Sorta. Of. I mean, all these guys
2: smoked weed. All these guys smoked weed, and they smoked cigarettes. <laughs> it was like, we all did that. But it was when I started getting into the harder stuff. Uh, they, were, they were like, you're bringing a bad name on the wrestling team. We're, we're getting, like, more eyes watching us now, and and uh, we don't want to get in trouble, you know. So you're bringing a lot of heat onto us. Mm. And they're like, you know, you need to just get some distance. And so that's when I, I left that. And then I just plunged full flesh. I mean, I started hanging out on in the ghetto. I mean, that's where I was. I was just... In the ghetto on the north side, Ranch Oaks over here, uh, in Lawton, you know, right across from the airport. Uh huh. So every day after school, that's where I'm at.
1: Either like, North Lawton or South Lawton?
2: Not South. Sorry. Oh, you mean the Sorry, airport on the post? North. Yeah, yeah. I was on the south. Yeah. In okay. yeah.
0: Rancho Oaks. Um, so what? Like, what what led to this? Was it was was it your friend? Was it all, other people? Like, how how are you getting into this stuff? So. At you're first, not. You're not just. Wa- you're not yeah. just wandering into the south side a lot. <laughs> yeah, you don't wander right? over there. You don't go.
2: Oh, man, I just really want to hang out yeah. here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, how's that? How's that happening? Yeah. So
2: first, I mean, the drug started with Caden. Really, like, um, he introduced me to weed. Started smoking weed at 14, uh, and then and drinking. I think I don't know if it was Caden introduced me to drinks, but that was I was just around that, uh, whether it was my brother, or. Um, other people that I knew, the wrestlers, you know, they drank and and so then I started getting into that, you know, smoke cigarettes, think little things like that. But um, then Caden introduced me to psychedelics. He was like, "Hey man, there's this thing called acid, you know, LSD," um, and we talked about it for a long time. And then I was wondering, what was that about? I was like, "Is it a safe?" kind of thing. And and he did it, and then I was like, "All right, you know, you're fine." It seems like after, so then I go ahead and do it. Then we started doing it together. But. um getting involved with uh into just the hood um basically i had i was good friends with some guys uh from my school who that's where they lived that's where they grew up um and then a buddy of mine he started taking me over there like after because i didn't wrestle anymore i had nothing to do after school um and i wanted to just keep getting high you know that was my life um so i was like all right yeah we'll go over there we hang out um smoking i mean all day long just weed blunt after blunt and then um it just got deeper from there i mean then i i was selling drugs though for before that um because i'd realized oh i can make money doing this i was like oh yeah why not i'm like i'm making money doing this it's it's easy um not thinking about the consequences or not thinking anything about sinning against god at the time i had no conscience whatsoever that was like Convicting me. I I didn't have the Holy Spirit, you know, so I wasn't convicted for my sin. I was just this is my daily life Um, So yeah, I would get in trouble um, severely at school for some things and then um, I would Move on in my junior year uh, to bridge. Uh, It's a school in town for delinquents basically Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody sends their kids there if they get in trouble um, pretty severely so that's where I went and then my senior year rolls around I finish in JDC, or sorry, finishing in uh, Bridge for my junior year. Go my senior year into Score. Scores the like the alternative program. Um, basically, my parents are like you need to graduate. You're just getting in absolute trouble. Like you just need to get a high school diploma before you get before you drop out or get kicked out. And so I was like, all right. So what do you want me to do? And they send me Score. I like Score. Uh, Score is great place for that kind of person to go. Um, They just treat you like a college student. Uh, They treat you like, hey, look, this is your life. It's your responsibility. If you want to get a high school diploma, you're going to do it. If you don't want to, get out of here. We don't want you here. Um, And they just, that's how they treat you. Well, before all this, I can't, the timeline sometimes is foggy uh, just because all the drugs. Mm -hmm. But before all that happened, um, when I was, going every day over to the hood and, and selling, I mean, that's my, I literally quit my job working at a restaurant to sell drugs full time. Cause I was making money. And, um, I think the big issue at the time was I was making more than a lot of people in the hood were. Uh, and they didn't like that. You know, I'm this white boy. I'm the only white guy in the, in the hood. And, you know, so they call me white boy, you know, and, um, I'm there doing my thing. And I, that's what I believe it was. They just, did not like that I was making more money than a lot of them. Um, so one day I get a call. Hey man, you know, we need some, we need some drugs, on the way. Uh, so I head over there with Caden. At this time, me and Caden, we'd been in and out of hanging out. You know, he'd. It's such a long story, man. It's like he he professed faith twice throughout these two years. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when he was fourteen, he had this bad acid trip.
0: Um, he I I don't want to throw shade on any of the local churches, but is this, good? is is it, is it the same. No, no, he didn't grow up in a church. Uh,
2: okay. And no I mean he came with me at okay. times, okay. you know, but uh he didn't really grow up in a church. His grandma did. So he went, I'm sure, pretty often with his grandma. Okay. Um, love his grandma to death. Mm-hmm. Um but no his not that I know, yeah, his parents I mean, I went over there all the time and they didn't ever attend church really that I know of. Um but, yeah, so me and him, we had been off and on. He had professed faith twice. He had both times came back into the life that he was living, you know. So clearly it wasn't real, First John. You know, if they leave us, they were really not of us. Um, but so we, we talked about God a lot, me and him. But um, so me and him are together one day. We go to the hood making a sale, and <laughs> these two kids hop in the back of my car, and I knew them. You know, we had done these things together, um, very evil and wicked things. But they hop in my car, and boom, just gun right to my face. And I was like, I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, (laughs) yeah, I get it, guys. Sure, sure, sure. Funny, funny. Um, They're like, no, man, we ain't playing. You know, run it. And they're just they're letting me know, like, hey, this isn't a joke. Give us the drugs. Give us your money. And um, I was angry. I was angry because I just felt betrayed. You know, I was like, what the heck? Like. These dudes I've been hanging out with for a while now, you know, like, um, really first taste of reality in the depraved world of, uh, I mean, I had had taste before, but never been robbed like that. Um, And this kid was, I mean, he's 15 years old, you know, and I'm like, I was nervous. He's going to pull the trigger on accident. I'm like, idiot, (laughs) get your finger off the trigger, you know, like, um, but yeah, he's sitting there. And so I I give him some stuff and he gets out of the car and... I leave and never went back there again. You know, I had been told, like, hey, man, we see you back here. We're going to kill you. You know, um, somebody's looking for you. I'm like, so I just stayed out. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to go back there. Well, stupid. So at that point, I was in score. Um, I was, I got really close, I guess, to these two young guys there. They're probably 15 uh, or 16, probably that age. Um, And, we Started going into the trap house that they stayed out. So these kids it's just The whole situation was just sad man looking back. It's I mean, I wasn't thinking that at the time I thought oh man, this is great, you know, like I wish my life was like no But these two kids they they just don't have parents that I mean they have them But they don't stay with them. It's they stay at this trap house with this 20 year old who runs it and he he like they're they're his errand boys you know they go do what he wants um and so he this dude's got i mean just guns everywhere just it's a trap house you know so i'm there every day after school now i'm not even at home like i'm just not staying at home for months at a time i'm just away um sleeping in my car or sleeping at that house or sleeping at Caden's. um because i mean my parents didn't condone what i did um right, rightly you know but um i was uh we didn't have a relationship at all. It was very terrible, my parents and me. But, <clears throat> yeah, so at that time, I was hanging there every day um, and then I got really deeper into drugs. I started doing a lot of coke, a lot of ecstasy and I was doing molly before but molly as well and and just getting into the world of becoming a drug addict and I had no idea. I thought I, well, I did not think I was a drug addict, you know. Um, I was getting called like, hey, crackhead, you know, this and that but, I a lot of it too. They would say because my like my ticks, you know, I have ticks, and so they'd uh, they'd say that, you know. But I'm just like ah, they're just they're just saying that because my uh, little little ticks that I got. Um, but one day I, dude, I went home and uh, this cleaning lady, that my mom had, you know, she she's a family friend. She looks at me and she's like Caleb, she's like what's, she's like you look terrible. I was like whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? And she's like you're so skinny. And I'm like, what? And I go in the mirror and I'd been up for three days, just drugged out, dude. And I go in the mirror I'm like, oh snap, I'm just like sucked in, like mm. skeleton. Um and from there it was just that's what my life was for the last, you know, two years, uh at least. And <clears throat> I mean from there, dude, it was hanging out with Caden constantly. Um at that time, yeah, we were just he got an apartment um i was staying with him and then it just i'll go into that situation i guess next um um i started hanging out with him daily now uh, at this point and he always talked about um the demonic realm of things he got very involved with witchcraft i believe and mm. things like that um for about five months, we were hanging out, um, and things just started to change. I mean, just little things were happening at first, um, and then I'm realizing some like very significant things. But the whole time, I'm letting it go over my head. What What do you mean? Like what things? <clears throat> so, I'm trying to start off little things like he um, he start drawing pentagrams, you know, in the ground, and I'm just like, bro, that's weird, like. That. No, bro. How did how, how he get, how to get into this stuff? I don't know. Really, I don't know how he... What I think, so his trip that he had at like 15, or he was 14, I was 15. Um, I think that started a lot of it. Um, this is a speculation, but I think a good one at that. Um, I mean, we talked about it. We were best friends. But he said he had fell uh, out of his body, went into this black hole, and he said he thought he was there for, like, two weeks. And this is this was only, like, he was there for, like, a couple hours. He mm-hmm. thought he was there for, like, two weeks. Um, he said that these demons would come up to him one by one. And they're like, hey, man, we'll show you the way out. And they're, like, they're like helping him get back to this light, which is, he said, his eye sockets, like, in his body, uh, up, up. And so, like, these things are taking him up there. And then they'll throw him down and laugh at him. And he said it was just happening constant and constant. And then he... Uh, he said he finally was like, God, please save me. He said he's back in his body. Um, now, whether what he told me was true or not, um, I mean, his experience, I mean, I've tripped on that stuff. I'm like, sure, he's experienced it, you know, and things like that. Uh, but he talked about power a lot. He talked about wanting power. Mm. And I never knew really what he meant at the time. But I believe that that was the route he was going to to gain whatever he wanted, uh, that power he wanted. And it was... He Realized demons are real. I mean we both knew that angels and demons and and God was real like we knew that I Thought I was a Christian the whole time Because I prayed a prayer got baptized because that makes you a Christian, right? Right. Um, But Caden dude, it was I I Mean there was spurts where we weren't hanging out because I was either on probation or he said that he was saved and he was like I'm not doing that anymore Mm. Um, but then we meet up and we started living like that um but so i think that's really what piqued his interest i mean for 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 starters he was terrified the first time i guess and then he had told me times where he's like you know i've learned to to sit in the darkness you know like these little things he would say to me i've, I've learned to sit in the darkness or like um you know like i have this demon that follows me like he would say things like that and i'm just like you're weird, bro, you know, and I let it go over my head, not thinking really too much about it, I'd just be like, that's, that's sus, you know, like, uh, let me, (laughs) let me just keep a little distance, you know, there, but, you know, so little things started happening, I mean, it, it does feel weird to say it, knowing more people are listening to, and it's just like, not in the confidence of like, Uh a one-on-one conversation, because most people don't experience those things, Mm. you know, and when I came to faith, it was like, it was hard to relate to a lot of people. And, and uh, you, you wanted to relate to somebody. Like, hey, okay, man, like, I've been through this. Like, mm. Have you been through that? Like, no, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Um. But a guy from our church, you know, I told you the yeah. other day, I got yeah. to talk to him, and it was, it was just nice to know, like, oh, man, okay, these exact same things that happened to me literally happened to you. Mm. And that's why I like listening to Cultish, too. You know, like, they right. have those guys on there where I'm like, all right, I'm not insane. Like, that, that stuff really is happening, right. you know? Um, but so things like I would come in nine in the morning, right to his bedroom and this dude is crawling from the ground onto his bed Mm. and I'm like, all right, I'm not high. It's 9 a.m. I'm sober. Like, what did I just witness? And, you know, he'd crawl and then like go to bed like that. What the heck is that? Um, and so I would go and i try to shake him like, Hey man, like get up. You're not slick. I saw you like, you're not, you're not slick. You're not going to get me. And he's, like, not waking up. And so I'm, like, what the heck. So I'm, like, really shaking him, kind of hitting him now. And he gets, he's, like, waking up. He's, like, what are you talking about? And I'm just, like, nothing, man, nothing. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess my eyes deceived me, you know. Um, little things like this just kept happening. Um, then, you know, we'd go out to the forest. Uh, he had this girlfriend at the time. Just
0: weird, you know. Like you go out to the forest. Is yeah, that what just yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. To, I just yeah. to make sure I <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure I heard you right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the parallel forest, you know. <laughs> okay.
2: And this dude's, you know, just like like drawing pentagrams mm. and things like that. And you know, he's just we talked about God a lot whenever we were tripping. But mm. you know, looking back, I'm like mm, that's that's scary. The way he was talking about it, he would mm. he would very Victimize the devil, he would victimize the devil. He'd be like, Oh, really? Yeah, he was like, Man, but like, you know, is it really like fair? You know, I mean, hmm. he gets cast out, like, he there's no opportunity for him, kind of thing. And, hmm. and this kid knew his Bible, I mean, knew it. I mean, he read this thing a lot, you know. Um, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, okay. but so other things started happening. Um, hmm. one day I'm in the apartment, I open up the closet, and there's this black candle just sitting there nothing else in the, the entire closet. And I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, what's this, bro? And he goes, oh, that's my quiet place. Like, hmm. Nah, nah, nah. I was like, you have a whole apartment to yourself. That's your quiet place. Like, what, you know, something's clearly going on. You don't just sit black candles in your closet. Um, And so I break this thing. You <laughs> know, I grab it, I break it, I throw it away. Oh, right. Yeah, and I mean, because a part of me, like, I, I want to help him. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to help him. I knew something was going on. I just... I didn't know what, you know, I just wanted to help him. I didn't want him to get involved with this stuff. I had the basic knowledge, you know, demons, bad, like not good. So I just wanted to help him, but he got angry when I did that. And I was like, mm, all right, let me do that again. You know, it was like a, just like an anger that you don't see from your friend, you know, it was like angry. Um, and then one day we're driving in his truck, you know, and I'm lifting this thing open, the console. And I pull out this book. I'm like, we don't read. You know? And and (laughs) I'm sitting there. And it's this witchcraft book, dude. I was like, what the heck is this? And I'm screaming at him. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? What is this? And uh, he's like, it's just a book, man. And he says this, like, so, like, just sly, you know? Just like, it's just a book, man. And I'm like... No, we both know this is not just a book. And I told him I was like, "Kate, we both know that. This is not just a book." Um and I wanted so badly to throw it out the window. <laughs> I was like going to roll down my window and throw it out, but the fear, man, that came over me at that moment was weird. It was mm. I just felt like he was going to suck me in the face if I did so. And I was just like put it back, you know, and mind my own business kind of thing. Um which was weird. We never had anything hidden from each other, you know, things like that and um, I mean, it's a kid who would come over to my house constantly. My mom treated him as a son. Like I mean, he, we're going on family vacations together, you know, when we were younger, things like that. Um, so this was all new. You know, this has never been before. But we, this is this was kind of the the things that were happening. Um, he would keep all the lights off in his apartment. I don't mean like just flip off. The, I mean like light bulbs. They're unscrewed. Hmm. Like you're not like he would get angry at me if I turn lights on like he did not like it It was just weird um and again you know it's it feels weird kind of saying it all to people but it's like, well, I mean
0: <laughs> I I think that we have um we can sometimes have like this sanitized view of the spiritual world like we read it in the Bible but we're like ah, that, that stuff doesn't happen now yeah and I, I think it's 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 good it's interesting um but it's a good reminder. Like this stuff happens. Yeah. Um, just because we don't, it's not something typical. Doesn't mean that it's something that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's,
2: it just became even more weird. <laughs> I mean, I'll just give you little instances, right? So he would sit next to his AC and he would keep it chilled in his his uh, apartment. But his bedroom was so different. It was like this cave. You'd walk into it. felt It's like, like a cave. You ever been in a cave? It, it was just weird, you know. It's just little things that I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, hmm. um, but he'd sit up next, to like on top of the couch, like just sitting there like this, you know, next to his AC unit. Just weird. And I'm like, dude, why are you so weird? Hmm. Stop being a weirdo.
0: And so, how long did this 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 period? I mean, I know that. Time is hazy for you. Yeah. You have like a... I
2: want to say it was about like five months okay. Um, that this was happening. And so for these five months, he would tell me like, hey, man, you know, I want to show you my real self. Um, but every time I show somebody, they get scared and they run away. Hmm. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm like, "I'm first of all, who are you showing? I'm your only friend. Um, <laughs> I'm like, second of all, because dude, I mean, it was. I was just like, I was his only friend. He was very antisocial, you know. Um, And that's fine. But...
0: He just I was like, was do you, you do you have a, I mean do you have a, a life <laughs> at this time I mean are you just like just selling drugs really I wake up
2: I go and like I mean that's that was literally it. my my life revolved around selling mm-hmm. drugs. you know so I was just totally depraved man I just was doing drugs selling drugs and then I would go to his house when I wasn't doing anything and do drugs there you know with him um, <clears throat> and or I'd go to the trap house. That 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 was like that's my life around this time. Okay. And so, we're there. And for about five months, he'd been telling me that. Well, one night we get together, me and him, and well, one day we start tripping in the morning on acid. Uh, me, him, and a couple buddies. And this is the night that led to, just like a catalyst of me realizing, oh crap, I'm not saved. You know. Um, <clears throat> we're there. We're at his house, and it's me and him finally like. We're, we're gone off the trip. I mean, that was 10 hours ago um, It's like 12 or 1 a.m. At this time and we're talking we're just talking about spiritual things um, and then he's talking I can't remember how we got into it, <clears throat> but he had finally Really piqued my interest to ask him a question. And I was like, hey man, like so if you contact these demons, you know um, Then can't you tell me like how did Hitler really die? You know, I was like for some reason I asked that question and he's he's I'd asked like three questions and at this point he goes I'm done answering your questions if you want to talk to him go talk to him and he points back to his bedroom and I was like nah man I'm good I'm on the winning scene I was like I'm on God's side I'm good on that you know I don't want to I just knew I don't want to talk to demons um, and for some reason I thought I was saved. These are my real responses. I am I'm giving you like the real response here. I was like, nah man, I'm on the winning team. I was putting up the dub sign. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the winning <laughs> side and, and uh I'm sitting there and he's uh I'm trying to remember the order of every event that happened. That was a while ago, but uh he um he gets angry and he starts like clenching up, you know? Like his body's just really getting clenched. And uh I was like, Hey man, and I could tell something was wrong. And I was like, Hey man, whatever we gotta do, we can get up right now, go out that door, and get you help. And and I just knew that there was a just a demon. I knew there was a demon around. He he had said that that, that there was. He was like, Hey man, we gotta kinda talk a little uh different so that this thing doesn't hear us and I'm like, What the heck? And he had said this has happened before, you know, in uh, my car like that. And so we started like talking how best friends do, using L- the little amount of language as possible. You know, like you and your wife, you can, you know, see each other and be like, ah, yeah, I know that each other are thinking, you know, just with some grins or a couple words. So that's how it was. And <clears throat> I sat there and uh, I look at him. I tell him that he's getting angry. And then he looks at me and he goes, you're tapping on a rattlesnake. You're tapping on a rattlesnake. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm tapping on And I'm like, oh, I get it. He's warning me. He's, like, trying to warn me. And me being ignorant. And uh, I was like, well, you know me. I like to tap, tap, tap. Uh, being an idiot, you know. And at that moment, dude. he had, So he had this knife in his hand the whole night. Um, and it, I feel like it just gave him a sense of power. I mean, he talked to me about it. But he sit there and he starts clenching up. And at this time, I'm like, I'm going to die. I just thought, I'm going to die. Like, he's gonna he's going to get up and just stab me in the chest. I don't know why he hasn't already. And the thoughts at the time were thinking like this isn't Kate anymore something i mean something's happening where either he's trying to fight whatever is taking control of him or something has taken control and i mean now it's, it's god's mercy dude mm. uh, absolute mercy uh to not let me die that night um and i'm sitting there and when i looked at him i don't know how to explain it except for this way so There's this demon there it was whispering in his ear. I can't I can't see it I'm not saying I could see this thing. It wasn't physical Um, But it was this entity this demon I believe Whispering in his ear and it looks at me and I was I can't tell you how scared I was Um, I just closed my eyes and I start saying God, please help me. Please help me. I'll do whatever you want Please help me, you know, like the common unbeliever does when he's terrified, you know Uh, Says God, please help me. I'll do whatever you want. Uh, that's where I was, I was I was like, please, please help me, like, I'll do whatever you want, and at that moment, Caden gets up, you know, and at this moment, I don't think it was him, he wasn't in control, and he goes to the bathroom, <clears throat> and dude, it's just like the most sinister laugh, it's like this belly laugh that he couldn't control, that's why he had to get up, he was like, just this sinister, like, <laughs> kind of laugh in the bathroom, comes back, and I'm like, no, no, you're just tripping, like, That didn't really just happen. Like, nah, your ears are deceiving you. Like, you're terrified after death right now, but that didn't just happen. And he gets up, does it again. And at this point, I'm like, all right, this is legit. Like, this is really happening. What do I do? And I was, the fear just paralyzed me there on the couch. I could not get up. I wanted so badly to get up and go out the door, but it was right next to him. And I'm like, if I get up, I'm just going to get a steak knife into the chest. Just boom, boom, boom. And so... We're sitting there and I'm just in fear. Like, what do I do? Um, And I'm thinking, how do I make my escape? (laughs) How do I get out of here? And so I'm thinking, okay, once he goes to bed, then I'll I'll get up and I'll get out. That'll give me enough time to get out of this door without getting a knife in my back. He doesn't go to bed, of course. Uh, He falls asleep right on the couch. And that's not, it's just weird. It's not what we did, you know? Uh, He just never slept. The same room as me like we were just you know we're best friends it's not like we gotta be like hey man it's our first sleepover together you know we gotta you know uh no you know it's, it's his apartment i sleep i sleep on the couch like he sleeps in his bed he pays for it and but you know minor detail but it happens he, he closes his eyes so i'm just like go to sleep just go to sleep like you're just tripping this isn't real like nothing nothing here nothing's real right now so i try to go to sleep i open my eyes and this dude's staring at me and it was not him. It was just his eyes, they're not his. I don't know how to explain that. It's like, you know, and you look in somebody's eyes, you're like, oh, ah, yeah. you know. That's my friend or that's my wife. It's like, was not him. And this thing's staring at me and it like quickly closes its eyes, you know. Um, and then I'm just like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. Just go to bed. And I open my eyes again, same thing, it's like, tries to act like it wasn't looking at me. So I scream at this thing at this point. I'm like, stop it. I was like, stop looking at me. That's weird. And then like Caden starts waking up. And he's like, But what are you talking about? Go to bed. And it's like him. And I'm like, Nothing, man. Like, nothing. You know, I'm I'm just tripping, man. Go to bed. And I'm terrified. I just want to leave. Anyways, I don't know how I fell asleep. I did uh get like three hours of sleep. I get up. And I'm like, hey man, like, gotta go, bro, love ya. Talk to you later, you know. But the thing that's in my mind though, this whole night is, hey man, I wanna show you my real self. But every time I show somebody, they, they treat me differently. And I'm just thinking like, don't treat them different, don't treat them different, you know. Um, I leave, I go home, I'm freaking out. I'm like, who do I tell? I gotta talk to somebody, but nobody's gonna leave me. And so, my mom's home. I'll run to her. I'm like, Mom, please, you got to believe me right now. And she's like, what? And I tell her everything that happened. And she had read something to me. She was reading this book on spiritual warfare at the time, um, God's providence in, in every, every area of my life at this time. And I look at her and I go, I'm going to hell. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? I was like, Mom, I'm not a, I'm not a good guy. I was like, first of all, I just had demons laugh at me. Like, I sell drugs for a living. Like, I'm not a good person, and it's like hitting me. I'm like, I've sinned against God, and at that point though, I I didn't know what to do. I just was like, I know I'm not right with God. What do I do? So she, she, you know, we were both led astray in that for a long time. Like, hey, she's like, you said a prayer, you got baptized, and I was like, that's it. That can't be it. Mom, like that. There's no way that that's it. So I leave and I left Lawton completely. I went to New Mexico, stayed with my brother for about a month and a half in the Air Force. Um, And then I went to New York for a month and a half. And I was in a sinful relationship at that time. I was very involved with sexual morality as well in this life. Um, And I, for these three months, it was eating me away knowing that I'm not right with God. And I couldn't explain things in theological terms at all the time. I just know the wrath of God is gonna is gonna crush me. Like that's I just knew that I was under God's judgment. Um and so I thought to myself like okay, stop selling drugs. That'll make you right with God. <laughs> not at all. You know? Um that was literally the like the level of my good. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad. It's so depraved level of good. Um and so I I try to stop selling drugs. I moved to New Mexico, New York, then I come back to Oklahoma. And this is really that night I believe, and, and this morning were two events that the Lord used to to spur me on, um, and, and how you would say that to spur me on to that day when He opened my eyes to the knowledge of the gospel, but He. I get home and I'm, my mom at this time, I believe she's saved at that time. I think like a year before, uh, I would personally say like I started seeing something different. Even in my depraved state, I'm seeing a change in my mom at the time. Um, I don't know, but I believe maybe like a year before uh, she's, she repented her faith in Christ. But um, <clears throat> I'm sitting here, I'm watching her read her Bible and I'm so angry. I was so angry, but I was so curious. I was angry because I came in and I'm like, what's so important that you can't look up from this book? Like, what's so important in this book, you know, um, that you can't look at me? But then I was like, what is so important in this book? And so I go to my room, grab the Bible that I got when I got baptized, you know, that i never opened before. Pages are still sticking. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, (laughs) literally. And so I sit down, you know, I have one of those moments of like, all right, God, where do you want me to read, you know? And um, so I didn't read. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, I go and I open up to Ecclesiastes. And I know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> you like to hear that. Um But I open up to Ecclesiastes, you know, and I'm sitting there and I just start reading and I'm like, who's this guy, Solomon? What's he fixing to say? And I was like, How's this dude telling me my life right now? What the heck? Everything that is being said right now is my life. I'm like, you know, he didn't <clears throat> um Uh, He gave his heart whatever it desired, you know, and then he's like, it's all meaningless. It's chasing after the wind, a vanity of vanities, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, crap, like, this is my life. It's meaningless. What the heck? And so I'm (laughs) freaking out, like, I'm going to die. My life has meant absolutely nothing, Um, worse than nothing. I mean, I would face God's judgment, you know, and so for about two weeks, I was reading uh, my Bible. I just... Been opening it and reading it a little by little by every day, and I know I went through Ecclesiastes all the way. I couldn't remember if I've read. I'm sure I read some other place in the New Testament as well. Except this time too, I thought like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be listening to the music I'm listening to. You know, uh, you know, you listen to Fifty Cents. Probably not like the the most best rapper to listen to at this time. Um, you know, just very vulgar rap. Um, just. So, I'm just sitting here like, maybe I should maybe that doesn't well, isn't what God wants me to do, So I'm like trying to listen to better music. I mean, it's better than that, but it's it's Bethel, you know, and like song <laughs> because that's what you know you're gonna find right. if you're somebody in the world like mm-hmm. Christian music, right that's what you're gonna find, you know, and so I'm like listening to, and you're gonna love this, it's funny, but I'm listening to songs like um oh." Uh, you know, what's it, like, spiritly, you know. Mm. You know. Oceans. Yeah, oceans, oceans. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to change, you know, but I, it's all on my own. I'm trying to, like, change my, my life. Mm. And so <clears throat> I go to this party one night anyways with, with Caden. Mm. Oh, behold, I'm with him again, you know. like, good, <laughs>
0: Go, ahead, go. go ahead, I know. <laughs> so this guy is, you're, like, afraid that this <laughs> demon <laughs> in him is going to kill you. Yeah. Why like why (laughs) why, were you still trying to convince yourself that this this didn't happen? I think so. I think so. Like I
2: look like I'm like, what were you doing? You're such an idiot. (laughs) Like Yeah, I I mean I loved him to death. Mm -hmm. I still do. I love him to death. I mean, I've I've tried to share the gospel with him many, many times. Um he hates God. He absolutely is very hostile uh towards the gospel, but I I just like I don't know. I really just think I was so blind and deceived by my own depravity that I wanted just to get high, do drugs, and I knew Caden wanted to do that. And so I mean, Misery loves company. Yeah. Um so me, him and his cousin, we go out to a party somewhere, uh, maybe like Fletcher or something, and lo and behold, I get left there. <laughs> I'm sitting there in the middle of the street, three AM. I'm like, what the heck's going on? But um I was so gone that night. I remember I woke up in the morning. Didn't know where I was. Um, I was just I knew I was in the back of his truck. You know, uh, I was gotten to the back of his truck somehow, and I'm at this trailer parking lot. And don't know where, but <clears throat> I get Caden. They weren't even there. I get Caden and his cousin. We go to this diner, and it's like 7:30 in the morning right now. And the the fear that is coming over me at this diner, like I can't explain it. I was just it was the just fear of God. Uh, I was, I go to the bathroom, I'm freaking out, like, I know I'm gonna go to hell if I die right now. It's like, I just, I I mean, I'm gonna die. I felt like I was gonna die in, like, the next week. Just this reality of my life is but dust, you know, Um, it's but a vapor, and it's in God's hand. Like, he can do whatever he wants, and I'm terrified, and so I'm sitting there, I'm like, Kate, take me home right now. So, he he drives me home, Um, I stepped in the shower you know just and i break down i mean just break down i'm sitting here thinking i'm screaming at this time i'm praying just screaming and i'm like god i know i'm not saved i want to be saved what do i do and i don't i don't know what to do you know i've been i was like i keep screaming I'm like i've i've tried i keep trying to do this you know i keep trying to do that um and I'm just so tired of the life that I'm living. I was like, God, please change me. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Please change me. Um, and I keep yelling out, I'm like, I know I'm not saved. Like, I know, but I want to be saved. I'm like, how do I get saved? And by God's grace, by God's grace alone, He opened my eyes to acknowledge knowledge of the gospel. I'm sitting there and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And the ABCs I learned in Sunday school come to my mind. And I'm like, ABCs, ABCs, that's it. I'm like, okay, admit, admit that I'm a sinner. God, I know I'm a sinner. <laughs> and then I'm like, believe, believe what? Like, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, God, I know you're real, like, that doesn't save me. I know that, I, I believe that, that doesn't save me. And then it was like this, just like, yeah, it's just that peace of Christ that overflowed you. I was like, that's it, just believe believe that christ died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead and at that moment i was like yeah i believe that it's like oh, i believe this and i'm like all right all right now what you know i'm like kind of like, i'm happy now i'm like now what and I'm like, all right see confess <laughs> and i'm like "How i, I you confess? like what the heck i'm like how's this work you know and i thought it was like this process i had to do you know mm-hmm. to get saved because um Sad enough, you know the church I went to they never were like, "Hey man, um, you know you sell drugs for a living It's probably not a good indication that you're a Christian mm. uh, they because they knew it wasn't like the secret they knew um, but there was never any of that there were, and it's it's sad you know that's that's not what Christians do we're, we're called to lovingly reprove or rebuke or share the gospel with somebody and so when I got saved, I believe that morning I got saved and i I truly repented. Put my faith in Christ. Um, and from that moment, everything changed. I tried to go that morning, like literally not even an hour after. I invite a buddy over, Aaron. Uh, we go, we try to go smoke. Did not work out for me. <laughs> um, I try to hit this blunt, man. And I'm sitting here. And the conviction that just overcame me. I was like, dude, something's wrong. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" You know, and looking at it now, it's like a comedy skit. It's sad, but it's like it's like this this skeleton and this dude who's actually alive is like telling the skeleton something's wrong. He's like, "He's like, hey man, something's wrong." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Like, this is my this is our life, and uh, and I was like, "Dude, I, I don't know something's seriously wrong." And he's like, Bro, "What are you talking about?" You know, and I I look at him and it was baffled me when I said it. I was like. I don't think God wants me to smoke anymore. <laughs> <And>
0: he's, <laughs> he's like, "What did you just
2: say? Like, you Gayle Watts? Like, this is what you do for a living, dude?" And I was like, like "I know," and I don't think He wants me to do it anymore. <laughs> and he's like, "All right, man. Like, you do you. I'll do me." And I was like, "All right, that sounds good." And uh, so from that moment, now I would love to say that the the weed stopped right away. Everything else, I mean, the psychedelics, the coke, the mal- like the drinking, like this stuff stopped. Immediately um, the sexual morality of sleeping around with people like that gone, you know um, The Lord is so gracious and just sanctifying so much out of me immediately um, But it was tough of course, you know, I mean <clears throat> Now when it came to the weed, I kept making these excuses for myself I was like oh, you got ADHD like you got you got little ticks. like it'll, it's medical for you and I kept trying and every time I would try to take a hit of it like like I remind you, I was able to smoke just constantly all day before I was saved. But now when I tried, I was like, it's like a hit and I'm just filled with sorrow because I've sinned against God mm-hmm. in conviction and I'm sitting here just I'm repenting. And it was it wasn't until like three months later though, till I realized I uh I was just filled with the spirit. I had no idea uh until uh, the, the theology came from here into here. Um where I was at my cousins one time and I tried to smoke that was the last time it was like a month after um say month yeah okay so Then it was about a month then when I realized that but um I tried to smoke immediately again conviction and so I'm I'm repenting and I'm turning to Christ and I'm like god please change me um and I was so like broken because I'd sinned against god but I was so filled with joy cuz I was like this is that conviction thing people talk about. I'm like, <laughs> I have conviction. I'm saved, <laughs> you know, because uh, I had been wrestling with like, uh, if am I saved? Am I right. saved? No. And then I was like, I have the Holy Spirit. And then, but I've sinned. But I have the Spirit. <laughs> you know, it's like these, this, this um, mm-hmm. just it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, so from then on, I mean, everything, everything was changing. So, but at this point, I gotta say, like. I, I go, and I'm working with Caden at the time. I'm like, we have a job together now. And I go up to him, and he's my best friend. Of course, I want him to, to know the truth and know the gospel. So I go up to him. And I'm like, hey, man, like dude, I don't, I'm not doing any of this stuff anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not smoking. I'm not drinking. Um, you know, I'm a new creation. And I'm using this language. And he's like, what the heck? Uh, but I was like, I'm a new creation, man, and uh, I'm not doing this anymore. So he's like, really? I was like, yeah. And he goes, me too. And I'm like, what? Like for real? And he's like, yeah, man. And I'm like, all right, let's let's walk this narrow road together. Let's go to heaven, man. Like, let's do this. Let's strive. We're brothers. Nah, no. Um, very early on, it was um, deceit, deceit just from the enemy. Uh, he became a false teacher. He was uh he knew his Bible wrongly, but he knew he knew how to twist scripture and things like that. And I feel confident saying this just because I know him so well and, and the time and amount of time that I spent with this guy and the amount of things that he said to me. I can confidently say these things now because um, I don't want to just do that without having evidence, you know, of what's really going on. But um, <clears throat> we started hanging out with him, of course, regularly because he said he was a Christian, you know. And so I'm like reading my Bible, and I got all these questions, tons of questions. COVID just happened. Mm. everything's locked down. No church to go to. Mm. I'm thinking like, who do I go? On? No, I don't want to go to the old church that I went to because yeah. I just could see what was wrong now, you know, um, in my redeemed state. I was. I, I mean, I went there one night. It was like, this is sad. Like, I, it just broke my heart seeing all of the the kids that are there that aren't getting taught the truth that are just fed this lie that like, ah, you're good. You said a prayer. You got baptized. Don't worry. Check you off the box. There's no real like dude you you hate god you really actually hate god like you might say you like him but like your life shows a complete opposite um status of of your soul state and so um i got to talk to a couple of those kids but here there um anyways me and Caden were hanging out and i'm like hey man like i got this headache like you know it's like oh you just don't have enough faith Mm. You know, I'm thinking he's got all the right answers. He's pointing me to these verses, like, and I'm like, man, I keep sinning. And, I mean, literally, I'm just broken over sin. He's just like, it's all right, man. It's all right. See right here, it says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And I'm like, it does say that, you know, Uh, totally out of context, you know. Uh, But I'm just like, I, I had no clue, you know. I had no discernment at the time, really. I mean, I had some, but not enough to where I'm thinking, anything of it so <clears throat> things aren't adding up i'm talking to my mom about it she's telling me one thing he's telling me another and so one morning i get him and my mom in a room together and i'm like hey look i look at kaden i was like every word out of your mouth Caden. i want it to be from the bible i was like i don't care about your feelings your thoughts your emotions we can't trust those i know we can trust god's words i was like everything you say i want it to be out of there and then uh i look to my mom and I'm like, and mom <laughs> and she knew I was never going to talk to her like that. <laughs> but I was just like, hey, Mom, please. Like, I just need, she knows, she's like, she knew, I just I just needed to hear from God's word and nothing else. And so she's like, I got gotcha. you. And um, so Caden's like, well, you know, it's God's will for everybody to be healed all the time, at all times. And like, okay, Mom, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I got this, like, <laughs> debate going on in my room. <laughs> and she's like, well, what about Paul, you know? I mean he pleaded with God three times and God didn't remove the thorn from his side and, and he shut him up real quick. He had nothing to say. He's just like she's like getting angry. And I'm like, right, hey, why are you getting angry, man? What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. And um, in my mind, I'm like, I just want to know the truth. I just want to know the truth. And then so she's like, well, what about what about Job? Aiden? Job, I mean, yeah, God made him suffer. you know God is like, yeah, this is your lot in life. Um, and he's just, he's like, nobody's going to tell me I'm wrong. I know I'm right. I know. And he's just like, super angry. And I'm like, dude, what is your problem? Don't you just want to know the truth? Like, don't you just want to know what God's word really says? And he's like, no, but I know I'm right. Nobody's going to tell me I'm wrong. And he gets up, he leaves, he goes out, uh, outside. And I'm like, I was so filled with joy. (laughs) I'm like, I know the truth it's all right that I'm sick or that my head hurts. Like that doesn't mean that I'm not right with God. You know, that doesn't mean that I don't have enough faith, but the Lord's sovereign. Like this is, I can trust him. So he's good. He's faithful. Like I know I'm saved. I know that Christ has died on the cross for my sins and risen from the dead. Like I have nothing else to really want. You know, I I have nothing else to want, you know? So I go outside and I'm like, Hey man, what's your, what's your problem? What's the big deal. And he's, He's just angry, he's just sitting there, not saying a word. And he's like a flip a uh, switch flips and he's like, You wanna go fishing? I was like, sure. Like, let's go fishing, sure, man. And we go out back. We're we're fishing. I got a friend over at this time you now, Clayton. Um, and we're all fishing. Me and Clayton are in this little paddle boat. Caden wants to get in. So it's two seater. So Clayton gets out. Caden gets in. Uh I paddle us out to the pond. We're sitting there and <laughs> the the discussion we had there was stupid. It was <laughs> so dumb. I'm like, hey, man, like, hey, the lure's stuck, and it's his dad. And I'm like, hey, man, like, I just, uh, I, I don't want to cut the line because it's your dad's. He's like, I don't care. And he's like this, like, just angry and just being petty. And <clears throat> and then he's like, I was, at that time, I was really trying to clean up my mouth. Uh, I was just, I used to cuss, you know, a lot. And and I was sitting there just by God's grace. I mean, he sanctified me from that, but, um. At that time, I was like the day before I realized. I'm like, "Oh, this is sin. I don't want to do this." Um, but out on the boat, I had, I had slipped up, said a word, and I, immediately I felt the conviction. Immediately I was convicted and knew, and I repented. But oh, he's there. And he was like, "Oh wow, you can't even not cuss. Good job." You know? Um, and I'm like, "What?" Like, I knew something. I was like, "That's not encouraging. Like, that's that's weird." You know? Uh, and I'm like, "What's your problem, dude? Why are you such a Debbie Downer?" He's like, "Why don't you go talk to your mommy?" about it and I was like I was I was angry for a split second and then I was just like you have a problem that I have a relationship with my mom like, is that a is that a problem for you and um he was just angry and so eventually I'm paddling us back in he he cut the line I was like if you you want to tell your dad you lost his lure go ahead and like you can cut the line I'm not cutting it I'll, I'll try to get it out because we get back in I pull this boat in man and immediately I look up and a fist is coming from my face just boom socks me in the face and I was, I wish I could have said that I didn't do anything back, um, but I'd I kicked him. And then I, I just tried to put him in a headlock, and I'm sitting there in the water. I just got his head under, like, not under, but right above the water. I'm like, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, what's your problem? And I mean a beast. It's just, like, making noises. He's just, like, mm, mm, like just going crazy, trying to just hit me, punch me, scratch me. And, like, I, got, I had scratch marks over me. I had, like, a black eye. From that But I'm sitting here and I'm like, what's your problem? So I push him in the water, you know, I back up and then he, he comes at me again and um, <clears throat> I keep yelling at him like, stop. Like, What are you, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And he, he just keeps trying to hit me. And finally he, he lets go. He gets, he stands straight up and he's looking at me. Everything inside of me, of course, was like, you got a clear shot. Just take it. Just like, just suck him in the jaw. But. It was this war immediately with the flesh and the spirit. Like, I was like, no, that's not what God wants. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying so hard to fight, punching him. And I'm just like, no,
0: don't do it. And
2: and uh, so I'm like, leave. Because he's, he's sitting there, he's like antagonizing. He's like, go ahead, do it. He's like, suck me in the face. Come on. And I'm just like, like. He said come on (laughs) Do it And then you're like No it doesn't please God Don't do it And then So I'm like Leave Don't come back You know, (laughs) he leaves Um, And I'm freaking out Thinking like He's gonna go Do something at the house Because at this point I'm not thinking This just like An angry person I'm thinking There's something Very demonic about this Like something Very evil is going on And I don't know So I'm just like I'm I'm freaking I'm yelling To the house I'm like lock the doors, like lock the doors. And my mom remembers this uh, and I was like, just, I was like, don't let him in. He's crazy, you <laughs> know, and uh, so he leaves, he he took off and never seen him since Um, mm. until one day, like two years later, I come back to Lawton, uh, to visit family. And <clears throat> uh, we had, we had been in contact a little at the time. And he had said he professed faith again. Mm. So I wanted to believe the best. I was like, hey man, let's meet up for coffee, like public place, you know. <laughs> um and yeah, it was it was really weird. We were talking and I was trying to talk to him, like just asking him questions, like, Hey man, so what what gets you to heaven? You know, these these questions that probe and answer. Um <clears throat> and I try remember like it sounded like he was saying the good like right things, but um Things were off. Something was off. And so I take him home. And he kept wanting to argue. That's what it was. He kept wanting to argue about this one topic. Like, I brought it up, but I didn't think it was going to turn into this whole big deal. Um, it's a theological argument. Anyways, we we get to his house, and I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm thinking, like, that's fine if we differ. Like, it's fine if we differ on that. That's not salvific. Um, I drop him off at home. And <clears throat> I get a message, like, you know, how dare you kind of thing. Like, I thought you were. A Christian, I thought you were better than this. Or I was like, what? What did I do? Like, what just happened? You know? And excuse me, he's just like, I guess just like blame me for some stuff. And anyways, after that, um, he he's in prison now. He's in prison for fifteen years. I mean, he's been he was he was on bail at that time when we got together. But now, I mean, I've tried to reach out to him. You know, I love him to death. Uh, I love Caden like. I just—he's a brother, but as any brother is, you know, if he's in that, and you're saved, it's like you can't really have a conversation, have uh, have a relationship. But I've, I've tried to visit him. It's just um he doesn't want to see me. He's like, I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody who's trying to change me, because uh, mm. I still communicate with his grandma, and she gets to talk to him still. But me and her pray for him. Uh, we love him. We want him to be saved, but. Huh. Yeah, sorry. That's a lot. I've I've said a lot. I've, no, I've left good. out a lot of
0: detail too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story. Yeah, 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 that's good. So where are you now? So like now? what what's going on now? So uh, you you were saved 2020? Yeah, twenty
2: twenty. Yeah, 2019 something okay. like that. Oh yeah, twenty twenty February. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah okay. February. So where where what what have you been doing? <clears throat> um,
2: so I moved to Nebraska like six months after I was saved. Um. Yeah, I immediately was sharing the gospel with everybody I knew, wow. And I was, I didn't have the theology I have now, uh, which I look back, I'm like, what were you doing sometimes when you're talking to people? Because I'd get them in my car, you know, like old friends, and COVID's happening at this time. So, you know, you're not <laughs> going in and do anything. So I'd get my buddies in my car, you know, and of course they think that they're fixing a smoke. I didn't tell him anything else. So I was just like, "Hey, man, you trying to hang out?" And they're like, they're "Like, yeah, sure." Man. So, they get in my car. They're like, "All right, man, like, where's the light up?" And I'm like, "Well, actually, I thought we could just talk about the narrow road." And I mean, I'm using the narrow road, bro. I'm like, ridiculous. And I'm sitting there. I was like, "You ever heard of the narrow road?" You know, and and I'm I'm sharing the gospel with them this way, but uh, I'm like, "Man, you know, the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to the way of destruction." gate is small and the road is narrow uh, that leads to the way of eternal life. I'm like, where you at? And they're like, I mean, you know, I prayed a prayer and I'm getting all, I'm like, it felt like I was doing like a research paper over here. <laughs> I'm getting all these answers, these very common-based answers that really gave me a lot of experience of like, oh, wow, this is so sad. This is what your American, you know, Christian believes a lot. Um, they're like, <clears throat> you know, I mean, my parents are Christians. And so I'm sitting here shooting, he's, like, down real quick. I'm like, oh, your parents were Christians. Christian. Well, that doesn't make you a Christian. So you're on the broad road, it sounds like, you know. <laughs> and I'm saying these things to them, and, and um, you're getting just very, like, like, no answer, like, very uh, uncomfortable people, <laughs> you know. I mean, they're trapped in my car, <laughs> you know. We're driving her. I'm, like, at a park somewhere. What are they going to do? like, yeah, I'm going to hop out here, man, and walk home. They're kind of, like, stuck with me. <laughs> um, But there'd be times where, I, like, I'd, I'd be like, hey, man, I really want you to watch this. And I clicked Paul Washer. <laughs> and I got Paul Washer just preaching to my car. And I thought it was the funniest thing. I, now I think it's funny. But at the time, I'm just like, I'm sitting here like looking over. And, <laughs> you convicted yet? <laughs> um, yeah, a very Arminian view of like decisionism, basically. Like, mm-hmm. like how can I show them they're going to hell? And then they'll, of course, like who once people realize that they're going to hell, who's going who's gonna to not want to follow Christ? Mm. But that's a lot of people, you know, um, which I didn't know at the time. So I'm just sitting there like, let me bring them as close as I – let me touch their feet and their toes into the fire, you know, um, trying to Edwards sermon them, you know. And so that's that's how it was with everybody until the news got around Lawton, really, that, like, <laughs> Caleb had a bad acid trip. <laughs> everybody thought I had this, like, bad psychedelic trip um, that just – I'm like, you know, that's very – like ironic like drugs make you stop doing drugs it's like how's that work you know right. but everybody thought i had like this bad trip and so like i went that's why i became a christian i was like not nah, on nah, nah, man i got i really god showed me i sinned against him and then he showed me the gospel that christ died for me and rose from the dead i didn't wake up and be like you know what i think i'm gonna stop doing drugs today <laughs> i'm gonna turn my life around mm. um no but <clears throat> so from then on i was sharing the gospel with those people um everybody i could again uh, very poorly i i don't advise anybody doing this when they first get saved but i knew a lot of girls my age and i'm like i i literally had no other intention except like i want them to come to christ i want them to know the gospel and i'm like and mom i'm like okay we need to go to public setting don't want to do that alone um but i'm like Hey, would you like to to grab some food? I'm like taking these girls to, d- to dinner, <laughs> literally <laughs> thinking like I'm doing the right thing. Like the, the proverb so you, like, what is it? Uh, desire without knowledge is dumb. Like it's foolishness. And I had this desire. Like I just want, but I'm like, I'm realizing, crap, this isn't smart. Like you're leading girls on. Like don't do that. Um, but they heard the gospel. So <laughs> that's the power of salvation. Um, but I'm sitting here. And so after that uh nobody else would ever answer me anymore like mm. the news went out a lot and like everybody knew and nobody's getting me back on my text messages anymore so at this point i was just reading my bible constantly during the day man and listening to washer just, just washer and the bible and <clears throat> i'm just wanting to be more like christ and then
0: you got baptized
2: so yes so at that time i was like All right, don't I need to get baptized now? That I'm actually a Christian? Mm. That I'm actually saved? And so, Brother Matt over at Le, uh, Letitia. Letitia. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the one who baptized me. Amazing pastor, man. Love him to death. That's where we first started going when mm. churches, you could see, started opening up. Um, <clears throat> we went over there. I mean, it's right next to the house, too. And I was being discipled very early on by a guy from my old church uh, that I grew up in. He wasn't there i don't believe when i was little um and i had no idea who he was but i got in contact with two former friends of mine um from i mean little like five years old kind of thing from that church and because i i kept seeing all these false christians like all these people who profess faith but it wasn't there mm-hmm. you know and so yeah. i'm like is there anybody huh. who says they're a christian that's an actual christian and so i'm going out and i'm like hey man would you like to meet up for lunch and. Like, yeah, sure. Name's Brock and Joseph. Love them to death. Great guys. And we got for lunch, you know, and I'm like, I have my feelers out, you know, but they had their feelers out too. And I had no idea. But I could (laughs) tell he's like, they're asking me questions. And because they knew me. They knew that what the life I was in was just pure wicked. And they're like, hey man, it's like, what happened? You know, like ask me all these questions. And I'm asking them, and I'm like, I look at them. And and Joseph, remember, he looks at me, he's like, Oh, you're legit. (laughs) And I was like, you're legit (laughs) and we were like brother (laughs) let's go it's uh they're like dude you can get in touch with zach foley i'm like who's that foley and they're like dude he's he's great bro like he's right up your alley like he's loves theology and i'm like what's theology you know and dude i get in touch with zach and i really just wanted somebody to ask questions that i could trust to answer these questions kind of dealt with caden for months at this time i mean so I took me to questions, and <clears throat> finally I meet up with him. Amazing brother in Christ. He's just pointing me to the to the promises of the New Testament we have as Christians. He's like, "Cause I'd go in there, big man, like I'm I'm worried I'm not saved. You know, why are you worried? I've sinned here." And he's like, "Oh, really? Hmm, interesting." <laughs> and, and but he's pointing me to like Ephesians one thirteen. You know um, how we're sealed in the Spirit. He's pointing me to Romans um, that. Um, that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers you know, nor things present and giving me this promise that nothing can take me out of God's hand, um, that he who saved me is stronger than um, anybody or anything. And so he's just, he's showing me like, he's put putting me to these promises. like And I loved it because he wasn't saying, hey man, go to this verse, this is what it means. He's like, hey, go to that verse, read it real quick. And I'd read it and he'd be like, what does that mean? And he'd ask me, and I'm like, how well, it looks like, you know? And I'm telling him what it means. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Or he'd be like, yeah, but also mm. dot, dot, dot. Um, <clears throat> and then I didn't read it this time. I just, I was just reading like my Bible. And he's like, hey man, you read any books? And I was like, no. And he's like, here you go. Gave mm. my first book ever read. And it was on spiritual warfare. Cause at the time, I was dealing with a lot of disconnecting from Caden. And there was a lot of spiritual warfare there. Um, I mean, sleep paralysis to like, just, I can't tell you the nightmares of this kid coming by the house with an AR and just shooting it up, thinking he, my family's going to die because of this guy. And these are like, these are just these most vivid nightmares that are always of him. And I'm just like, what is going on right now? And so he's, he's helped me kind of work through that. Um, did it amazingly. I just, just was there, you know, when I needed to talk to somebody and things like that. Um, he's the one who's playing the church now, mm-hmm. um. But then, I got a phone call from my grandma. I was like, "Hey, what do you think about moving to Nebraska? <laughs> Nebraska? Never thought about moving there." So I was like, "All right, like I'll pray about it. You know, I'll think about it." Because I've been wondering, like, what do I do now with my life? Because I, again, I had just known how to sell drugs, like, for four to five years. I was just that's I was good at that. Sadly, but like, that's the only thing I knew how to do. I was just like, I could sell some drugs, you know. Um, but now I was like. I want to share the gospel, and that's the only thing I knew how to do, and I wanted to do. And so I was like, "All right, what's next? Like, what what do I do now with my life, God?" And um, I knew I wasn't gonna get an audible, you know, voice. I knew that was wrong. You know, I'm like, I knew I wasn't gonna like get that, but uh, I didn't really know what to think at the time. You know, I had no really roots in theology yet, uh, my understanding of things. And so I'm praying about it, I'm praying about it, and <clears throat> then my cousin. One of, uh, one of my cousins, she calls me. She's like, Hey, what do you think about moving to Omaha? She's like, All right. Like, I'll think about it. You know, I'll keep clearly. Two people said this. Like, I'll keep thinking about it. I'll keep praying about it. And one day I had the desire to do it. I was like, All right. I got the desire. Like, I think this is where God wants me to go to share the gospel. Um, and that's all I was thinking. I was like, All right. God, you want me there to share the gospel? I'll go do that. Like, wherever you want me to go. Um, so I go to my dad one day, and at this time he wasn't saved yet. I don't believe, and uh, he's sitting there. I go, "Hey, dad, um, I'm I'm gonna move to Omaha, I think." And he's like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> and he's like, uh, "He's like, what are you gonna do for food? Where are you gonna live? You know, what are you gonna do for work?" And I was like, "Yeah, great questions. I have no idea." I was like, <laughs> "I have no idea." <laughs> um, I said, "Dad, all I know is, uh, literally, the only thing I could trust and can't trust is, is God's word." And so I go dad, I have no idea. I said, I do believe this where God wants me to go share the gospel. I said, um, but I'll sleep in a tent if I need to. And I didn't know how cold it was in Omaha at this time, (laughs) but I was serious. I was very serious. I was like, you can ask him. I was very like, I got a tent. I'm going to pitch it out in the back of my cousin's yard. You know, if she doesn't let me stay, like, that's fine. I'll, I'll sleep in a tent. Like I'm going there to share the gospel. And he's like, He's like, yeah, okay, okay. He's like, you know how cold it gets in Omaha? I was like, well, you were in the Army. Like, give me those blankets that you used in the desert. You know? I'm like, give me those blankets. You know, I literally packed those blankets. <laughs> like, um, and But we're talking on the couch. He's on the couch, and I'm, I'm talking to him in the living room. And he goes, huh? he's like, yeah, okay, we'll see about that. I kid you not. It, God is amazing. Just his providence and everything. I, I'm walking to my room. I get a call, and I'm like, Hello, and it's my cousin's daughter. Uh, she's a year older than me. She she got married. She was like, "Hey Caleb, uh, we're moving from Lincoln to Omaha here in like four months. We're we're gonna have an extra bedroom, um and we were wondering if you'd like to stay with us. You don't have to pay rent. We'll provide dinner for you." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you know?" <laughs> like, and so I was like, "Yeah, that'd be great." And so I go out to the living room I'm like, "Hey, yeah, God provided," <laughs> and uh, and it was just amazing. I was just so thankful. I mean. God just literally set it up for me. Just, I mean, every, from there until now, from where I am now, it's just, it's all been just there, you know? Um, just.
0: So, what'd, just, you, what'd you do up there in
2: Nebraska? So, I moved up there, uh, started working right away um, at a golf course, and then got plugged into a church. Um, I was looking up where to go to church, uh, finally found one. I go, I had started learning about, uh theology so when I before I left, like the day before I seen Zach and he's like, Hey man, I've been wondering if I should give you this or not yet He's like, but I'm gonna give it to you. He gave me my first systematic book and he was like he like he was like feeding like this fire. <laughs> he's just seemed like a kid in a candy store. He's like, hey, read it at your own pace And I was like, all right. So I get this book. <clears throat> I'm there just plugging away, just devouring this theology. But while I'm going to this amazing church called Emmaus Bible Church. I mean when I got there, it was, it was great. Like first people I see are Thomas and, um, um, uh, wow. Um, wow. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Thomas and uh, a brother. Um, wow. I'm terrible right now. Uh, but when I met Thomas, he, he's one of the elders there. Um, and he right away is asking amazing questions like, Hey, who are you where are you from like do you know the gospel and i'm like oh great questions like good job you know um uh, and I'm like yeah uh I had no idea i was at a reformed church I just knew like i got in there and i'm hearing him preach and the pastoral prayer I was like I've never heard a prayer that long <laughs> and then i was but I was like but i love it and uh and then I heard him preach and I was like this is solid stuff like everything he's saying' it's, it's lining up with the Bible like this is good and and I'm having to just have a lot of discernment you know because i'm like I got to make these decisions now, you know, and so I get there and Go there get plugged in the church start serving right away Um, Learning a lot about ecclesiology just why the church is the way it is like why we do things like why do we do membership, you know, why? um, Why are we sent out from the body, you know, things like that. So
0: just a lot of um, Just growing
2: in your knowledge tons yeah, tons and tons of that and then Immediately evangelism. Man. Yeah. Uh it's great. I had a great brother there, um, who I so thankful. Um I, we had this thing called the realms and app, you know, we I'm, I'm like, hey, I really want to go evangelize out yeah, on the streets like um, super nervous though, could anybody would wanna go with me for the first time and uh, great brother in Christ. Uh, his name's uh David Spenskowski. Um I love him to death, <laughs> dude. He, he's awesome. He uh he took me out and he was like, Yeah, kid and he's the only one. And I was like, he's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, all right, cool. We have very different personalities. Very different personalities. But it's so great to see how just all these people from every walk of life, Christ brings together. Yeah. Um, so we go out. I told you this year, I was like, I had my big study Bible. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, on the street <laughs> downtown in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm like, uh, mm, this is uh, it's definitely intimidating. <laughs> and But then I see him, he's just like, just talks to somebody. He's like, "Hey, how you doing? You know, we were wondering if we could share the gospel with you." Hmm. Like, what the heck? Why is it so easy? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, don't be a coward. Don't be a coward." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Hey, you know." And, and then that's that began my like, weekly. Like, I, I'm going out. I was working part time, I think. So I was I was going out once or twice a week, just downtown or uh, when it got really cold. When it, when it turned winter, I'm like, "This is why my dad thought I was smoking crack." Because like. <laughs> That was cold, you know. The first winter was like three feet of snow. Like you're not, you're not going. No one's going downtown. So right. I started going to like the mall, and during the during winter, I'm going to the mall. Um, eventually, I got kicked out of there because it's a private mall. Sharing the gospel, they'll let anything else happen, but that's not allowed there.
0: Yeah. Um. So. So what brought you? What brought back? You back, yeah.
2: So for those two and a half years I was there, I was. Um, just growing i got to be a part of a church plant uh uh north metro bible church but i had been wanting to go to school for a long time i've been wanting to do well i, I want to go to the mission field but <clears throat> i've been told a lot by a lot of elders that i love and respect like hey you should get a bachelor's you, you should you should pursue a seminary and i'm like all right and so for a long time i struggled with that i was like do, do i pay thousands of dollars like something that i should do Like but over the course of a lot of counsel, I'm like, all right, this is, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, and so I've been saving up money for the last three years in Omaha. Excuse me. But um, then one day I was like, all right, <clears throat> I think I got enough money to save up to, to start school off, get a, like a year under my belt um, and go from there. Um, I had got an offer from my mom. She was like, hey, you know we uh, we want to let you know you can stay with us uh, you don't have to pay rent uh, we just want to be able to help you pursue school because um, <clears throat> like as long as you're doing something you know worthwhile like we want to be able to help you out with that it's like, All right. so it took me a long time to think about that because I was like mm-hmm. I'm like living on my own now. Right. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. I'm like go back home yeah live with mom and dad and I was yeah. like interesting um, so I prayed about it a lot and I was like man, like but then my sister moved back into town, too, with her kids. And I was like, man, like, the pot's sweetening. You know, like, it's, it'd be kind of nice to be around them. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm like, okay, what's the right decision here? And this time, I'm thinking, like, there's got to be a right and a wrong decision. Like, is one of these right and one of these wrongs? And I'm getting tons of calculus, Like, Caleb, it's not a wrong decision if you want to go back, you know, and, and be around family. And I'm like... <laughs> But like, I need to give up everything, right? Like, what if that means like right now in this time, family? And they're like, okay, like, if if it's not supposed to be, Lord's sovereign, and and He He is sovereign over every decision you make. And I was like, all right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And so um, at the time, I was I had an offer to stay there too, and so it was like at first I was like, all right, well this is this is ideal. Like I'll move back. Like this is the only offer I have. So great. And then what do you know? I get an offer from a brother, great brother there, who's like. Hey, me and my wife—we're we're remodeling our whole basement. Like, we want to let you know that you can stay here with us, and you don't have to pay rent. And I'm like, "Why are you making this so difficult, man?" <laughs> I was like, "Thank you so much for that, like, just that lovingness that you just extended to me." But I'm like, "You just made this so much harder. <laughs> don't do that." And uh, but eventually, I made that decision, of course, to come back mm-hmm. because I wanted to be around family for the time that I know I could be, um, <clears throat> because. I still do. I want to. Uh, the desire I have is to um, go into pastoral ministry, uh, whether that's overseas in the mission field somewhere, um, sharing the gospel, or if that's here. Um, I just want to be faithful and do that. Um, and the desire is to go do that somewhere, it's to plant a church where one's really needed, you know? Um, but <clears throat> I was like, all right, so I don't think I'll be in Lotton forever, you know? I mean, That's just my thought, but I have no idea. I thought I was gonna be Omaha for four months. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up being there for three years, you know. (laughs) So um, I moved back, and I'm like, all right, this is where I'm at right now. Um, I'll just pursue school, you know. So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm doing right now. I'm pursuing school full time. Um, yeah, at uh, Midwestern.
0: Pretty cool. Nice. All right, that's good. I talk a lot. No, no, (laughs) it was great. Yeah, I mean, just the the. Um, the work of God bringing you out of your life of, of sin and drug use to where you are now, um, reading through, what was it? Grudem's was it Grudem's yeah, system yeah, yeah, theology yeah. and, and trying to make godly decisions. How do we make godly decisions? Yeah. Um, and all the way to taking classes, wanting to pursue ministry. It's it's amazing. It's it's all of God's grace.
2: It is. Yeah, yeah. I. It's weird looking back and yeah. seeing like who I was. Mm. Yeah, me and Shane were talking about that. I was like, Yeah, what the heck, bro? Yeah, that's so weird to think about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, God can save the worst of sinners.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. The most yeah. depraved and wicked. Mm-hmm. I mean.
1: Yeah, it's a good reminder. You know, we hear testimonies <laughs> that to remember that salvation is of the Lord mm. and. That um, all that the Father has given to the Son, uh, Jesus says that they're all they'll all come to me, right. and that that's a di- that looks different for pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but even people that kind of grow up in church, we can assume that uh, if if we uh, are good parents, they are just become Christians mm-hmm. in our homes. And I think that's there's no you can't guarantee any of that. Uh, But that's the only guarantee that we have, is that uh, Christ will bring all of his to himself using a variety of means, and it's different for everybody, you know. Um, You maybe don't even come to Christ. Do you not, you know, experience the dark things in your life? I don't know if you ever considered that, but God could have just not ever Mm -hmm. let you go to those places, and you've been like a good moral person, Mm -hmm. and you live your whole life as a good moral person, saying you're a christian yeah uh but then never going to church but actually raising good kids being a good husband being a good father and then you die and you go to hell yeah mm-hmm. you yeah. but those you know those parts of your life that people might look at and they're like man why why would god let somebody go through stuff like that if he's gonna make them a christian you know it's it's god's plan and and He'll use what means are necessary, oh, yeah. if it, so if I, I didn't look at him like if it's not necessary, it wouldn't have happened.. Right. And yeah. it's great testimony, I think, mm-hmm. to, to remember that we, we can't have formulas for these things, right. especially like when we th- you talked about the things with the children, yeah. and we need to remember that as church people, people in ministry. Um, you can't make this a formula. No. Like this is all you're always dependent upon God to do this in every capacity, mm-hmm. from beginning to end. So,
0: That's been, uh, but it also was a reminder. I mean, when you were crying out to God, not knowing exactly how do you become a Christian, yeah. that He was bringing to mind <clears> things that you learned when you were when you were a kid. So yeah. it's yeah. yeah, so we're we're called to be faithful, and then leave it to God. God is sovereign. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm All right. Yeah.
2: One thing I was gonna say is super cool is uh, about that going. You know, just doing, living the life I was before I was Christian. It's been cool to be able to talk to some people like out on the street and stuff, like, who are drug addicts or, you know, involved in just, the hood, um, and with just gang-affiliated people, and be able to just talk to them. And Mm. because a lot of them don't really want to, they're like, you don't know what I'm going through. You have no idea. And I'm just like, nah, man, I do. And I've been able to just like tell them that, like, hey, man, look, I don't think I'm better than you either. Like, I'm just, I don't. I don't think that at all dude i'm there's no difference between me and you except for i've put my faith in christ and i've turned from my sin you know um, i've repented and i'm just like that's it you know um so yeah just as wicked as you man you know so i do it's it's nice to be able to like be able to tell that to people um because a lot of them can look and be like, oh here comes the self-righteous you know christian who thinks right so yeah
0: <clears throat> yeah that's yeah. good man
1: i appreciate your testimony good stuff
0: yeah it was really good yeah all right well thanks for joining us today yeah, Thank man, you right me. appreciate it thanks for uh, sharing your testimony all right well yeah it was good it was good talking to you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Hopefully this has been um, beneficial for you, encouraging for you, a good reminder of the power of the gospel and and uh, how we need to be faithful to be sharing the gospel with those around us. So um, if this has been helpful for you, please make sure to like, subscribe, share. Um, we would love for, uh, for Caleb's testimony to be heard by a lot of people um, so it can be an encouragement to them. Uh, well, do we have anything planned, uh, upcoming? Just no. whatever. We'll just yeah. flip it's a time. Maybe read some more Pirate Bible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, until next time, we hope that, uh, this podcast helps you to become more and more conformed to Christ. See you next time.